Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Crazy Cool Family Podcast people, do you want to be the most amazing family you could be? The most amazing parents you can be? The most crazy cool family-parents you can be? We have this amazing resource we call Basecamp. What is Basecamp? Basecamp is more than a podcast. It's more than a YouTube video. It's more than a Facebook post. It's more a mem- than a website. Yes. It's more, more, more. It's, it's a membership site. It's actually an invitation for you as parents to come in and learn and learn from our 30 plus years of experience when it comes to parenting. It's filled with all sorts of videos about all the things that you need to or you could learn about how to be a crazy cool family. So all you have to do, it's so easy to sign up. It's free. And that's a really good price. and, And you have access. Yeah. You have access to all of our content. Every day, 24-7, on your phone, on your tablet, on your laptop. All you got to do is go to Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. That is Basecamp.CrazyCoolFamily.com. Don't forget the dots, dot, dot. And it takes two minutes to sign up, and you'll start getting our weekly emails, our weekly Basecamp newsletter emails, as well as have access to all of our courses. You can do it in your small groups. You can do it individually. You can do it with your spouse. Basecamp is the way to learn to be a crazy cool parent. So come on in. Come be a member for free. Yep, we can't wait to connect with you. Hello, all you crazy cool parents out there. I am so excited to share with you my new friend. Can I call you my new friend? Well, I'm pretty sure we're friends now. (laughs) You have Um, too much dirt on me already. (laughs) It's just an open book. Ask her a question, she's going to share it. No, I love it. Um, And so this is Jody Nisnik. I was practicing saying it. You just say it so well. Nisnik, Nisnik. Just like it's. Well, I've been doing it for 20 years, 25 (laughs) years now. So yeah. It's an amazing last name. Yeah, it's Polish. It's Polish. It is. Okay, yeah. all right. N-I-Z-N-I-K. I even like the way it's spelled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so Jody was introduced to me by Sarah Chapel, and we had Sarah on a podcast with us, uh, episode 126, I believe, The Journey to Joy. Sarah wrote that book, and Sarah is actually friends with Jody. And so she, after our podcast, she said, oh, Suzanne, you've got to have Jody on your podcast. You've got to have Jody come in and share with your parents what she's doing to connect people to God. Mm-hmm. And so today, parents, we're going to talk about that pursue God line, the line where as a parent, our relationship with God is the most valuable relationship we can have in the whole family dashboard, the whole family diagram. And so what I want us to do today for you is I just want us to inspire you to want to hang out with God, to want to spend time with God, to get into his word and to hear what he has to say to you through his love letter, which is, you know, the Bible. And so Jody has got an incredible ministry that she has created to connect us to God. And so she's going to share that with you today. All right. So just to start off with, just tell us just a little bit about your story. I just want to know, like, when and how you fell in love with Jesus. Yeah, well, so first of all, I was not raised in a Christian home, Mm -hmm. and it was a good home. I had a great mom, 
and a great father. Uh, and yet um, I was not taken to church or raised in a Christian home. And it wasn't until I was 13 that I was at summer camp. It's mm-hmm, one of those stories. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I was introduced mm-hmm. to Jesus. And, Send your kids to camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you can do uh, a Christian camp. <laughs> yes, yeah, Christian. Yeah, we didn't do, do, do need to clarify. Uh, and uh, it, I heard the gospel and I knew it was true. I like, I, I was 13 and I had lived a lot of life for a 13 year old and I had just been trying to feel, fill that like God shaped hole in my soul with anything I could find. Oh wow! And so when I heard the gospel and I heard that Jesus wanted a relationship with me, I was like, absolutely. How do I do this? So that's when I became a believer. Uh, I went home and I didn't even own a Bible. There was not a Bible in our home. Wow. Uh, there was no way for me to get to church. So I had no context for now, what do I do with all of this? So unfortunately, my relationship with the Lord started out a little wonky because I was in a place where I believed that uh, anytime I did something wrong, I had to start back over and ask him, hey, will you take me back? And so I had this very dysfunctional relationship with God to begin with. I did not understand his grace. I did not understand um, the truth that once I was in his palm of his hand, that there was nothing that could take me out of it. Uh, So anyway, I got a little bit of that from Young Life, and I'm so grateful for that ministry. It's another amazing ministry. Mm -hmm, Went to mm -hmm. college, and that's when I really started growing deep in my relationship with the Lord. And... um, so that's that's how I kind of came to know the Lord and came to love Him. And uh, then we, I wound up getting married pretty young. Uh, I was 22, which was a great thing. We've been married for 27 years, and uh, that's a, just a sweet blessing from the Lord mm-hmm. um, because I don't think – as a 22-year-old, you make a lot of great decisions. Right, right. <laughs> that so was, I always say, just get them safe in the marriage. That's I, what just, so, <laughs> I was so grateful that that was a good decision. And um, we wound up down here in Texas, and I— uh, From where were from, you? We got married in Colorado. Oh, okay. We, we kind of came from okay. a lot of different places. I'm originally from Michigan. He's from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to school at the University of Colorado. He went to graduate school in Colorado. So we got married there, loved the mountains. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, so you moved to Texas So we moved to the mountains. Texas. Hot, <laughs> flat, concrete-laden, North Texas, no less. Yes, yes. And so here we are. I know Texas. we tried to leave so many times. And yet it's been 23 years now. And God's like, it's the it's, people. this is our home. So now we're like, okay, we're here. Um, yeah, it, but, but found an amazing church here and a pastor who just really helped me understand God's word. And fall in love with That's God's beautiful. word and understand grace and understand how much God loved me. And I was like, why doesn't everybody know this? Everybody <laughs> should know this. And so that's, I think, where I fell in love with Jesus. But then as soon as I started to really understand who he was, I was like, everyone needs to know this. And that it. has then been the calling on my life is just 
be with him because he loves you so much. So well, and so then that even sounds like that stirred up a hunger in you because you told me that you, or maybe I, I might have read it on the website that you then went to get your master's degree, and so in at Dallas Theological Seminary yeah. because you wanted. Well, yeah. So I was at this church, and um, I just felt called to ministry. I felt called to teaching God's word, and I even felt this like small. Uh, inclination that maybe I was supposed to write Bible studies. And I was like, but I have no training. I I actually don't know God's word. And so that's wow. when the Lord put it on my heart to go to seminary. And that's just an amazing story of God um, really cutting through all the clutter. I mean, like, I think it was definitely not an audible voice, but like, it was one of those moments where I felt him say, Jody you need to go to seminary. And I was like, uh, I'm sorry. Did you, I think you meant that for the different person? Like I literally looked at the woman sit, that was sitting next to me and I was like, I think, I think he's talking to you, not me. And, uh, and he wasn't, he was talking to me. And, and like, so, how old were your children? So my, my youngest had just entered kindergarten. Okay. Okay. The other interesting thing about this is right after nine 11 and my husband works for American airlines and everybody was getting a pay cut or getting laid off. It was just this really intense time uh, in, you know, in the world. And we had no idea what was going to happen. And so I was actually looking for a part-time job because we had gotten this pay cut and we couldn't pay all of our bills anymore. Right. That's when God says, you need to go to seminary. And I'm like, you need to pay out. Sorry. (laughs) That's the opposite direction of, of what we're supposed to be doing. And yet I started praying about it. I told my husband about it. I'm like, I know this sounds really crazy. And so he's like, I don't think that sounds crazy. Let's start praying. And literally the Lord had him. So like one of the VPs, like way above my husband's level at work, brought him in and said, you can't tell anybody that this is happening, but we're giving you a promotion and a raise because we actually need you to do this work. And it was not only the exact amount we needed to cover our bills, but it was the exact amount we needed for me to go to seminary. And it's he, like all the hairs on my head stand up when, uh-huh. when you hear God's stories like that. It's like, yes. oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to seminary. <laughs> and doors are flying open. How do you say no to that? That's right. Oh and he does goodness. that stuff. Oh, he does. I mean, and there's yes. other ways. You know, not everybody, yes. some people take out loans and some people get scholarships and some people, you know, he does it in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's That's not always the answer, but... That was how he showed us that what felt like an impossible thing for us to do was actually what he was asking and inviting us to do. What I love, I just keep seeing this 13-year-old little girl that doesn't even own a Bible and has no way to connect with God. Now, fast forward is going to the seminary so that she can be educated, so that she can write about God's word. I mean, and so then that leads to your ministry to today. And I know that there was a lot that happened between, you know, that time and then the ministry. But what, so just tell me a little bit about what it is you've built, what you're doing and and how you're going to help our parents. (laughs) Well, so once I was out of seminary, I um, was invited to join the pastoral team at Irving Bible Church, and I served there for 12 years, and it was truly a delight. Uh, just because you have a pastor's heart. I, I mean, I so love, he stirred yes, up teaching to, in you. He stirred yep, up a love for his to word. To care for God's people care. was yeah. just, it, and it still is. It's one of the greatest privileges. Um, and so, yeah, so I um, just, I think, you know, 
gosh, how did I get to doing some of the ministry I'm doing right now? Honestly, I think it's just you hear this little nudge and you think it's from the Lord. And so you ignore, you have choices, right? So we can either ignore it or we can do the hard work and sit down and pay attention to what God's potentially inviting us to do, go through the discernment process and then take the risk to follow him. And that, that is my story over and over and over and over again. I think the Lord's calling me to do this. And so I get out my journal, I get out my Bible, I invite people to pray with me and I go through a discernment process and then I sit down and do it. So I'll remember I remember the first time I wrote a Bible study and I was writing it for the women of Irving Bible Church. And I felt like I'm supposed to do this. And I was like, it could be terrible. And I'm so scared. It might be just really, really bad. And yet I knew I was supposed to. And so I just sat down and I started um, and I had the support of the church and we edited it and we gave it to, you know, the four or 500 women that were in our Bible study and they affirmed, no, this is what you're supposed to do. God is actually, you know, inviting you to do this. Um, and of course, I mean, we had lots of people reading it along the way. We knew it wasn't, it, it wasn't bad. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't going to guinea pig 500 people on that, but, um, yeah. And so that's how I got into writing and I just kept, you know, okay, Lord, what do you want me to write about now? And I was always writing for that audience of women. Mm-hmm. And um, and then a couple of years ago, he placed it on my heart um, to start this podcast. And actually how that came about was I had been introduced to a practice called Lectio Divina. And um, that's just a really fancy Latin word. Lectio <laughs> uh, divina. Let's Lectio, say it together. Lectio <laughs> divina. This is you Makes can you feel smart. Doesn't yeah, it? you can impress all your friends with this <laughs> later. Um, but lectio in Latin means reading, and divina mm. means sacred or divine, and so it's just the sacred reading of God's word. I love that. And I was at a retreat, and a woman invited us into this sacred reading process of scripture where she basically read God's word over us, gave us a moment to pause, read God's word again, and and we then prayed and asked the Spirit, help us to notice a word or a phrase in this passage. And, and don't overthink it, just see what word kind of comes to you. And, and so then she invited us, she read it again, and said, now talk to Jesus about it. Mm, Why wow. did he point this out to you? Wow. And wow. it wound up being this beautiful encounter for me and the Lord where I had, it was a familiar passage, a passage I had read many, many times, and all of a sudden it came to life in a new way because the Spirit was leading me mm-hmm. and God had something that he wanted to talk to me about right now in my relationship with him. And I then was like, Again, everybody needs to know how to do this. (laughs) And so I started leading um, groups of people through this practice, whether it was the staff at the church or the women in our Bible study. And it just over and over again, people would come up to me and be like, thank you so much for creating this space for us to just hear from God. And I think truly... I mean, and we've got a gazillion podcasts. We can listen to amazing right. preachers all right. the time. Right, right. Like, 
Right. Yeah. So we can than, just... More than enough information that's right. out there if we want to advance our yeah. knowledge of God. Absolutely. We can yeah. fill ourselves up yeah. to yeah. overfill. Mm-hmm. And yet, but do we sit down and do we let the Holy Spirit do the work on our heart to say, yeah, but what do you have for me? Because it's the living and active word, right? That's right. And if it truly is a living and active word, and we truly are living beings, then those two things, when they collide, should actually create something new almost every single time. Within the intent, of course, of God's word. We don't take God's word out of context. We don't make God say what we want him to say. But we listen to him and we create space to hear from him. So that's now what I'm doing. Okay. And so so what you're doing now, you created a podcast. What's it called? So my podcast is called So Much More, Creating Space for God. Okay. So, yeah. And so, all right. So say it again. Okay. It's called <laughs> So Much More, Creating Space for God. And you have to put it all in because there's like 10 podcasts <laughs> called So Much More. Yes, I love that. And so it's two parts. Yes. And so the first part is about... So the first part is really creating... Okay, my heart is to create sacred space to hear God's word. Yes, I'm so glad you shared that. Yes, come on, parents. How cool is that? I mean, how amazing is that? And I just have a picture of us. I mean, and I I remember when I had small children, and you probably the same way when we had small children, we couldn't get anything done. For sure not spend time with God. I mean, because we barely got our laundry done or our dishes done. Right. And so what you've done is you have created a space through a podcast that we could, moms, you can, dads, you can plug into this and you can experience God's word through you reading it, right? Mm-hmm. But then yourself. So just tell us about it. I'm just yeah. like, when I did it, I was so excited, you guys. I was so excited because I was like, oh, I've got a million crazy cool family parents out there that can will benefit from this. Yeah, well, you know, and I love, I love what you're doing and even thinking through, gosh, I could have really used this. Oh, when my yes. when my kiddos were tiny, when life felt chaotic and I felt like there was these there were these moments when I would finally get to a place where I could sit down, I'm like, I know I need to spend time with Jesus. I have no idea where to start right now. That's, yes, and it's so, a starting place. Yes. It's, do I just open the Bible and read something? Which, while that is valuable and that is great, and by all yeah. means, if that's all you've got, then do yeah, that. Absolutely. But yeah, this, but this right here would feels potentially like a starting be, place. Yeah, it's, you know, most of, the, most of the scripture experience podcast is about 15 minutes. I try to keep it intentionally short. And, um, so basically, if you listen to it, I encourage you just to, to find a quiet space in your home. Maybe it's your bathroom. I don't know where you're going to be, but just a place you can go and, and shut a door and be alone for a few minutes and let God's word be read over you and be invited into a prayerful place of asking God, what do you have for me right now? And I promise he'll show up. He shows up every, every single time. time. Yes. And... um. Yeah, and so it's really, it's just really an opportunity to hear God's word, and to pray and have a a, a brief encounter with the Lord, with the living God, the Creator of the universe. It's an amazing privilege. And so that fills you up personally. That fills you up. That gives you life, light, and hope to leave the bathroom or the quiet place and go back out into the chaos. Right. Um, but then what's the second podcast? Yeah. And so then the second piece is I then have a conversation with another Christian leader. A lot of times it's a pastor, an author, 
about where did God take them in that exact same passage. Okay, so you invite somebody else on, and then you, same same passage. Same passage. Okay. And they do that exact same process. They do the Lectio Divina process with that scripture. and Which then, is read it three times, process yep, it, go yep. into the scripture. Okay. And just kind of be open to where the Lord is leading. And then they talk about what what God led them to. And it's what I love about that is it's always different. Oh. And I think for sure, oh, this is the scripture that's gonna stand out. And it's and they're like, you know, the Lord led me to this. And I'm like, really? Why? Exactly. Tell me what why do you think he led you there? And then they start to unfold what that means in their life right now, why it matters to them, what, and then tell me about what you and God talked about. And so then, and I think what I love about that is you're hearing from people about their real relationship with God, what he's really doing in their lives right now. And so it's, you know, we can hear from, we can listen to great podcasts about authors and their life's work and all their things that they're doing. But what I want to do is I want to hear about what God's doing in your life right now. Exactly. And I want to be encouraged by that because the bigness of God's word is stunning to me. Like he pulls out all kinds of things and he may even highlight the same thing for us, but he's still talking to you about it differently than he's talking to me. So that's, that's the second part is just that interview um, with someone. Oh, that's so good. I remember somewhere along the way, I don't remember how old I was. um, I don't know, twenties, thirties, maybe um, realizing, Oh, God's word is layered. And it's dynamic and I mean, it's active and living and it says that, but experiencing it for myself, this exact same thing that I would read a scripture and it, this would stand out and apply to my life. But yeah. the person I was doing the Bible study with would read it. And I was like, oh, like a whole new awe for God's word because it yeah. is completely and totally applicable to me in this season right now. In the last season, it was applicable in a completely radically different way. Absolutely. And so I love it that that's what you're doing in the podcast. Is you, It's almost like you're presenting an example yeah. of this is what it looks like. So parents, as you listen to it and you do the experience one for 15 minutes, you get to walk through it yourself. But then you've got that other one that you can walk through like, I don't know if I don't understand or I don't know if I can do this. Or it just um, feels like it builds confidence. Yeah. And then it, and we are wired for relationship we are built to connect oh, yeah. and what a beautiful way to do that with somebody and to hear somebody else it's almost like it's a not a replacement obviously for bible study but it is a great maybe substitute yeah. for if you can't get out you can't leave the house you can't you know go to because you've got small children they don't have childcare, whatever that is you can still get that mm-hmm. discussion or interaction that's adult yeah <laughs> which we so yeah. crave with small children <laughs> Oh, I well, love or it. even I would encourage people do it with a friend and then have oh. a meaningful conversation about why, what did God talk to you? What did you guys talk about? And I think, so one of the that things that adds a whole nother yes. element to it. If you've listened to what those, the person that you've interviewed said, yeah. and then the two of you are bringing in, well, this is what I heard. Well, this is what I've heard. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I mean, we're longing for deep connection with people. Yes. And a lot of times when we finally get on the phone, we're like, Oh, I'm doing laundry. Yes. Da, 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 da. And we just we we you we kind of go to the surface level conversation and we're not actually that fulfilled by it. But if we are doing something intentional with somebody who loves Jesus, who, 
you know, it could even be a parent or it could be, you know, a friend across the country or, uh, you know, your college roommate or who, I mean, or even who you're sitting next to at soccer practice. Yeah. I mean, have you guys go through it together. And so those of you that have that pastor's heart and evangelist, and you're trying to figure out how to connect Mm. with those team moms, introduce them to this and then have some in-depth conversation. Yeah. And I think (sighs) the other thing that's so important to me is that we make sure that we stay within the bounds of what God's word is really saying. And that's the other reason why I love having the conversation piece, because we get to talk about more about context, more about even sometimes the bigger, um, you know, what's going on in the bigger story of scripture or um, some things like that. And so I think it's it's also really helpful because it does bring... It does bring that aspect into it too. And community is really important, like you were just saying. Um, right. Studying God's word with other people and and being able to do that in community. So, Okay, well, so I want to skip down and just ask you a couple questions, and then we'll go back and talk about your website and your studies and all that stuff. Because I want them to have access to all that stuff too. And so just, I mean, I know this probably sounds like such a simple question, but I just want to hear it from your pastor's heart. Why is it valuable for men and women to spend time connecting with God? Like mm-hmm. what have you found in all in your journey as a pastor, as a, you know, theological, you know, seminary graduate, as a mom, as a wife, as a... Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind is, well, God is the creator of the universe. He is the lover of my soul. That's good. He is the one who came and saved me and gave up everything to do it. If he did all of that, I should really want to spend some time with him and know who he is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God's way, the other thing that comes to mind is um, the truth that God's ways are not our ways. And I think we need to spend time with God so that we know what his way is. And um, I think the I think we need to also spend time with God so we know what his voice sounds like. Um, so, you know, God's not this God of like, here's the 7,000 rules you need to live by and <laughs> good luck. Gonna slap you on the wrist every time you make a mistake. That is not our God. Yeah. Our God is invitational. He's inviting us into uh, the, this true and abundant life. I mean, that's what John says. I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. Well, Jesus says it, but John wrote it down. Um, I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Like, do we really believe that? Right. So that's why I think we spend time with him. I think we spend time with him because we become the better version of ourselves. We become the the person he created us to be when we sit at his feet and let some of those other things fall away and get to know him better. Oh, that's so good. That's just articulated so beautifully. Okay, so how? How? Yeah. I mean, that's just feels like, you know, how did you do it when you had little girls and how, how do you do it now? And how to tell, tell our parents how, I mean, they're, (laughs) they're motivated Mm -hmm. because of what you just said, because he's the creator and the lover of our soul. But my goodness, the dishes are screaming and the laundry is in the, and the, and the, and the, and the, yeah, all the things. Um, I think ultimately there comes a place where you just have to make a choice. That's good. And it's easier said than done because you're right. The laundry is loud high and the refrigerator doesn't have food in it. And so I have <laughs> to go shopping and there are things that have to be done. But one of the things that I did at all the different phases of my motherhood and in our family was I, 
usually at the beginning of the year, because that's just natural time to do it, is I would sit down and think through, okay, where am I going to do that this year? And I remember in a really particularly busy season of motherhood, my girls are only 19 months apart. And, um, oh, there were some days I could get them to nap at the exact same time. And I'd have this glorious <laughs> like hour dream, yes. in the middle of the day. Um, but even when I couldn't do that, my older daughter, I, I found it that if we had special nap only toys that she could play with that were oh, quiet, practical, we pulled those down. She knew I only get to use these now. And I knew then I called it my lunch date with God. And I, I had a chair that was set aside and I knew that that I would go into the kitchen. I would make my sandwich and I would go sit in that chair and read my Bible. And I knew if I didn't go sit in the chair and I instead went and did the laundry or I instead cleaned up the stuff or did the thousand things that needed to be done, that I was missing the opportunity that I had set up. Mm-hmm. And so there was just something to this visual That's good. space and time that I knew, nope, this is what I predetermined I'm doing with this time. So then I knew when I was missing it, right? It wasn't just, I'll just see where I can fit it in today. It was... No, this is where it's happening. This is when it's going to happen. And so if I miss it, I'm choosing, I'm choosing intentionally that laundry feels more important to me right now than Jesus. Oof, that hurts. Yes. Like the laundry that, is still there. And I mean, the it's always there. It waits. just going to keep coming. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It does. It, does. It, never... it waits. And you know what? God does too. He's right. very patient and loving. But yet he is so much better than laundry. <laughs> so much. Can, we, can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, an amen. So, so yeah. So that is how I, I did it as I just set that intentional space. Um, so I love that. So so what I hear you say is that one, you set your children up to be a success, to play independently, crazy valuable. By all means, do that. Parents train your children to not be have to be near you all the time, beside you all the time. But what I really love is that you created a space because that's where I feel like that as I look back on when I had small children, I didn't have a defined space. Yeah. And so in the space, I feel like is what holds the time and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm just going to grab my Bible and go do this. But I love it that you, you had a space, the chair that was calling your name that was peaceful. Yeah. And the basket already set up next to it with my basket. Bible. Yes. Yeah, so you have and to it, run around and find that's that. Right. And, and there was nothing special about this chair. It was in the living room. Like it was yes, not a special right. place. It was just, that was where I decided that is where I'm going to do this. So that's beautiful. So decide, decide the go. When you get off the podcast, when you stop listening to the podcast, <laughs> walk around your house and find the spot. Yeah. Be intentional. Find it. Create your little basket of things. It might, this might include now for you, AirPods, mm-hmm. you know, so you can listen to the podcast. Right. So you can listen to God's word being read over you. Um, and then you're in then your journal. I love that. I yeah. Absolutely and I think that. it's so interesting too how the Lord has given me um creating space for God. Like everything yes. about and and that like because it has been how do we create space for God in our lives? We we have to create it or it will not happen. It does not naturally happen because everything will will crowd it out. Close it's in. you know, yes. it's like you put your your finger in the sand, as soon as you take it out, the sand is going to fill up that hole. That's ex- I mean, So we have to create the space. We have to make it. And and it's, sometimes it's really, really hard. 
it comes with sacrifice. Most definitely. And I love that. And so you started it with, it's a choice, but I love, I even like, um, creating space way better than I need to spend time with God or I need to, you know, like there's almost like a, I don't need the uh, heaviness that, or, or maybe mm, it's a, right. oh, I need, I haven't spent time with God today. And it's like, and then you feel like you're and in then trouble. You feel, yes, and yeah. you feel bad or whatever. And just know God doesn't no. think that. God doesn't think, oh, you haven't spent time with me. But I really like that. Well, I, I love the word creating. I mm-hmm. mean, I just love that. But creating space for God, that feels so much more like, I want to be a part of that. I want to do that. I'm going to intentionally make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, and so we kind of talked about practical ways to connect with God. Um, so just, so if they, so just give it off the top of your head, maybe if I've got parents who feel unequipped, like you said, don't have a starting place or they don't, we've given them a space. Now we've told them to be intentional. We've given them a spot in their house, but where do I start? What does that look like? How do I, this book is intimidating and it's, and it's not organized like a regular book. And so what is it? Where do I, I mean, I think there's just a gazillion resources out there Mm -hmm. and I truly, I think you choose one and you just stick with it. If it's good and reputable, um, I mean, I've written some Bible studies that I would recommend. Yeah. Let's let's talk about (laughs) Um, that. And I love, you know, I love guiding people through God's word. So choose somebody to guide you through. And, you know, it's arranged in weeks, but it may take you twice as long. That's fine. That's good. Just keep chipping away at it. Um, You know, I mean, you could, I I follow, the studies that I've been writing follow a character. And the reason I love to follow a person through scripture is because I think they're relatable. Obviously, they're real people and they went through real things. And so, um For example, I did a study on the life of Joseph in the Old Testament. And if you are familiar at all with Joseph's story, it is stunning and amazing. This boy born to this wealthy family, favored son, and yet his brothers hate him because there's all of this dysfunction in the family. And they, (laughs) at 17 years old, they like basically beat him, throw him into a pit and sell him as a slave. He never sees his family again. He winds up in a foreign land. He has to learn foreign language, foreign customs. He's imprisoned. I mean, like, it's just, it's crazy how his life gets derailed. And yet God uses him, uses his whole story to save the entire nation of Israel. And so I love his story because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we have got something to learn from him. We've got so much to learn from Joseph because he trusted God even when the rug got ripped out from him right? again and right. again and again, even when things did not turn out how they were supposed to be, he kept turning his face back to God. He kept trusting God. So I want to know, how did he do that? And we get the privilege of actually reading his whole story and say like, well, 12 or so, 13 chapters of scripture. And so we can, <laughs> we can sit down and read it and, you know, 30 to and 45 minutes. be inspired by it. Yeah, exactly. He not had to live it. it real time. Yes. He did yes. not know yeah. if he would ever get out of prison. He did not know if he would ever get out of slavery. He, right, right. So we don't know the end of our story. I mean, we do know the ultimate end of our story, praise God. But not the day to day, month, week to week. But we don't know what week next week, week yeah. holds. Right. So how do we trust God even when we don't know that? So that's a that's an idea um, is to grab a Bible study that you like what they're studying or the content that they're going to do and and let someone guide you through God's word. Um, or I mean, of course, I'm partial to my podcast too. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. and, and listen to God's word read over you and be guided that way. 
Um, so. Yeah, and so I just don't let the enemy lie to you and tell you that it's too hard. Just goes back to that choice and that intentionality. Just pick something, pick mm-hmm. something. Like mm-hmm. so, she's got several. Um, Jody's got several podcast or several studies on her website. Her website is www.jodynisnik. Dot Good com, um, <laughs> sound, spelled exactly like it sounds, J O D I E N I Z N I K dot com. Um, and so trust is the one that she was just talking about with Joseph. But that one, if you really, really want to do that one, then that one comes out in. April? No, no that one's actually out oh, that right one's now. Out. Oh, and that there's, one's good. And the other thing, too, that's interesting about Trust is I just did, if you look on the podcast, season two of the podcast journeys along with it as well. Oh, so you so do- I did readings that go up with each chapter. So you can you could kind of do all of that together, which might be really interesting, Very. which is why I did that, of course, um, is to just provide another resource. Great um, starting place. Yeah. If you haven't picked up your Bible or haven't made a, if you haven't created space to make that happen in your life right now, that's a great starting place. And, you know, the other thing I would say too, though, is season three is on the Psalms and that's also a really great place because every Psalm stands alone. And so right. like, if you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get in you know, nine, eight weeks or whatever, just grab a Psalm and meditate on the Psalm. It's prayer. It's, um, it's kind of the heart language Mm -hmm. of, um, every, all the psalmists. And I find that the Psalms just cry out what I often can't utter. And I love the Psalms so much. Uh, Yes. Music to the soul. Mm. That's what Mm. that I would say that that's what my, um, early motherhood raising my children was fed by the Psalms Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I would have it just sitting on the kitchen counter while I'm cooking lunch and I would read a Psalms Mm -hmm. or in the bathroom when I got Mm -hmm. to sneak away to go to the bathroom, I would read a Psalms um, because that it was a simple read. It was an easy read. Just open it up and then God's word is right there. Just loving, (laughs) just loving and extending grace. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. good. Okay. So just tell us about a couple more of your Bible studies and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. Um, you know, another one of the studies that I really enjoyed writing was the story of Esther and Jonah. They're two Old Testament characters, a couple hundred years apart, but they have these extraordinary callings on their lives and they both make very different choices. And so, uh, we wrote a study where you study the book of Esther for four weeks and you study the book of Jonah for four weeks, and then you do a, a last week and all along you're kind of comparing them, oh. but you do a last week where you really compare and contrast and then let's look at your own life and where are you being Esther brave and bold and, and following God where he's calling you even at great risk. And where are you being Jonah where you clearly know what you're supposed to do and you're like, mm, no, thanks. I'm going to go the other way. I don't want to do that. And so that study is called Crossroads. So I love that because it's it's just we all have these Esther and Jonah moments. I mean, mm-hmm. little tiny mm-hmm. ones, like I'm supposed to write a note to my neighbor or I'm supposed to make a meal for a friend or I'm supposed to just text someone. And we know when we kind of get those little taps on the shoulder and we resist them versus when we lean into them. So I don't think it has to be these big callings right. like Just Esther life decisions had right. um, or Jonah had. But uh, so that's Crossroads. So that's the one I'm actually going to be doing, guys. I just want you to know that, that that <laughs> resonates with me so much because I feel like I walk that line yeah. all the time. You know, yes, no, yes, no. That's yeah. too hard, God. No. And yeah, so that oh, one's yeah. exciting. Okay. Yeah. And then there's a study on Moses called Choose, and Moses is just amazing. Um, I mean, 
he's just an epic Bible character and he had to make choices all along to keep following God. And so that's about choosing to follow God and the choices that we get to make. Um, and then there's a study on Peter called Journey. And um, oh, I love Peter so mm. much because Peter so <laughs> follows Jesus and he just stumbles over his own feet all the time and over his own words. And Jesus keeps loving him and keeps calling him and has great work for him to do. And I just, I mm. identify so deeply with Peter. And so that one's called Journey. Um, and then there's also a study on the book of Galatians and the book of Galatians is a short little book, a new Testament letter. And it's all about understanding the difference between the old Testament law and then grace that, that the new law that Jesus has come, which is the law of love. And how do we live in light of that? And so, um, it's a book of freedom. It's a book of mm. just understanding um, God's extravagant love for you and what we're called to do as a result of that. So, so good. Those are those are the five studies that I've written. Gosh, what a gift that I've gotten to do that. I'm like, wow. I thank you, Jesus. Well, and I what love were you being saying that, that you read through it and you're like, wow, this is good. I mean, not to toot your <laughs> own do. horn, but like, oh my goodness, I, I got out of the way on that. Like yes. God used I me. Just, I just finished reading the final edits for the Peter study journey. And there were a couple moments where I was like, ooh, that's pretty good. And then I have this instant moment where I'm like, oh, did I plagiarize it? <laughs> and I'm like, no, you're very careful. I know you didn't plagiarize it, but I... I know in those moments, oh, you got out of the way. Yes. That's the spirit. The Holy Spirit yeah. came in. So, oh my goodness, thank you so much yeah. for coming and talking to us and equipping our parents. Guys, got to find your space. You got to find your space. You got to hang out with God. You got to pursue him. Got to get to know him. He's got so much for you. And so this is a tool. Jody is a resource. And so um, all of her information will be in the show notes, but her podcast is so much more creating space for God. Instagram, if you're Instagram people, you've got two different accounts. Tell us about those. Yeah. So creating space for God is one and I recommend you start there. It's just, I'm posting scripture and my thoughts on scripture, but then also podcast links. Um, and just so that's an easy helping way you create to, space yes, yeah. to get God into your life. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're on our phones anyway. We're scrolling anyway. We're, we're whatever. And you know, we're sitting in the pickup yeah. line to get our kids, go get fed, go mm-hmm. to creating space or yeah. at creating space, yep. right? The new yep. little at creating thing. space for yeah. God. Um, but then my personal one is at Jody Nisnick. I mean, you're going to find encouragement there too, because I'm just who, it's who I am. you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And then you can also find me on Facebook. Um, I'm at Jody G. Nisnik. G is in Gale. That is my middle name. Don't <laughs> call me Jody Gale they, unless they, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> they made her put a G in it for Facebook because what, whatever. I don't know. I, there's not another Jody Nisnik out there, but yeah. <laughs> Facebook wants to be complicated. So, <laughs> but that's my author page there. And you'll find a lot of the same stuff that I post on Instagram winds up there. Um, so whatever. Yeah. And then the website, we already told you www.jodynisnick.com. And that's where you'll find all of our resources or Bible studies and all that. Yeah. And you can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me through my website. Um, if I can be helpful to you, let me know how I love it. So thank you. Yeah. All right, parents go be crazy, crazy, cool family.com.